everyone, this is Bill Knauer, and you're listening to Author to Author, where we talk about writing and life. Because what it takes to write the book you want to write is also what it takes to lead the life you want to lead. Author to Author is brought to you by Author Magazine, premier free writing magazine on the Internet featuring articles on writing, writing life, as well as video interviews with just best-selling and award-winning authors across the genres. You can find Author Magazine at author me, ah, excuse me at authormagazine.org.org. And we are funded by the Pacific Northwest Writers Association. They've been supporting writers from pen to publication since 1955. doesn't matter where you live. You can benefit from belonging to the PNWA. Um, our monthly meetings feature speakers from all over the writing industry, whether from authors to agents to editors. Um, those monthly meetings are broadcast over the Internet, so even if you live in, say, Timbuktu, you can still listen to it uh, if you just tune in and you're a member. So... Many other benefits as well. Check out pnwa.org if you want to learn more about that and their fabulous yearly writers conference. Uh, okay, quick note uh, for those of you who have enjoyed fearless writing and would like to take a fearless writing workshop. Uh, it's a little bit out now, but put a pin and get your calendar and put a pin on February 24th, Saturday, February 24th. I will be teaching a one-day workshop through right on the river in Wenatchee, Washington. It's a little one-day conference. It'll be me, and it'll be Nick O'Connor. Nick O'Connor? O'Connell, excuse me. Nick O'Connell and I will each be teaching at this sort of condensed one-day mini-writers conference. I'll be doing fearless writing. I'll also be talking to people about the work. You can submit short portions of work, and I'll be talking to you about it. So that's they've just put it up now, February 24th. Get in now. It's going to be a limited number of people who can who can do it. So the sooner you get in, the better. February 24th, Wenatchee, Washington, right on the river. Check it out. You can go to my website, williamkanauer.com, and I've got information on it there under events because it's an event that I will be a part of. Okay. Speaking of writers' conferences, uh, today's guest is no stranger to them. Uh, Wendy Lynn Harris is the author of, very recently, Writing and Selling Short Stories and Personal Essays, The Essential Guide to Getting Your Work Published. She is a prolific writer, a trusted mentor, and a frequent speaker at literary events. Her, uh, her long list of short stories and personal essays have been published in literary trade and women's magazines across the U.S. and Canada in places like the Literary Review, the Sunlight Press, and Literary Mama, among many other journals. Her articles for writers... So good articles can be found at the Review Review, the 2018 Novel and Short Story Writers Market from Writers Digest Books, as well as the 2018 Children Writers and Illustrators Market, also from Writers Digest Books and a lot of industry blogs. And she's here to talk to us about many things. Wendy, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me, Bill. I'm thrilled to be here today. Well, I'm glad to have you. I wanted to talk to you. Actually, I saw when your book came out, I saw it at the Barnes & Noble, and I thought, ooh, I'd like to talk to that lady. Uh, because right. I love the personal essay. I've tried the short story. I have to admit, I, I have not had much success with a short story uh, from a writing standpoint. But I do love the personal essay. It is my favorite form, I would say. However, my question for you is this. You and I have that in common. I know you like it too. But I, it took me a long time to find it. I was really was going to be a novelist. I thought, I thought, I thought for many years. It didn't work out. 
when I found the personal essay, I was at home. How about you? When did you kind of find that as a form for yourself? Well, it's so funny. I actually began with personal essays. It was the very first thing that I learned to write because it just so happened um, the first writing class I took. I didn't even know what an essay was. Um, I just signed up and said, okay, well, that sounds like a really good idea to take this class because it was near my house. And it turned out the person was teaching how to write the personal essay, and I was captivated. You know, um, a personal essay for listeners who aren't exactly sure, it yes. is our true stories told it? in first person. Well, it would be right. um, they are true stories based yep. on your own recollection in your own yep. words. So we're not talking about something that is a journalistic piece at all. The personal essay nope. is a moment from your life that taught you something that you're willing to share with an audience. And, yes. uh, you know, it's that moment of connection that, that makes people want to read it. We want to know, what's it really like to be you? Tell me, and it will remind me of what it's like to be me. Exactly. I love it. Teach you something. This is the, the, this is the essential part of it that I stress to my students. Uh, it's the teaching part. You have to yes, teach something. Yeah, for sure that moment. Yeah, there has to you be a do, teaching if moment. If you don't, you end up with an anecdote. And an anecdote can right. be really fun for people who know you and love you, like your parents and your friends and yes. you know, those kind That's of things. Right. Anecdotes are important. But for you to go out to the market and have a reading audience who doesn't already have some reason to listen to you all the way to the end, uh, you need to give that universal moment to them. You need to show them, here's what I learned. Here's the truth of this. Here's how it really feels to be in this situation. It's that connection moment that we're looking for. They don't really care that a couple of things happened to you in a row unless you tell us how it changed you or <laughs> what it illuminated for you or it gave you this great epiphany. That's what we're reading for. It's true. You know, it's so funny. You are saying exactly what I say to people when I talk about writing. I, actually, I lump it Perfect. all together. Memoir and personal essay are all very sort – of, I mean, sort of the, the personal – For sure. Well, the personal sure. essay can actually it – can, you can play around with it a lot, of course. But it, to some degree, it is to the short story what the memoir is to the novel. Would you say that's a fair absolutely. kind of comparison? Yeah. Yeah, uh, oh, absolutely. But I always – that's the first – when I teach you a memoir or personal essay, that, that you know, personal narrative, whether you're writing in long form or short form, I realized the first time I sat down – it's so funny you say this, Wendy. The first time I sat down to write a story from my own life for this blog I do for Author Magazine, I had been writing about writing, but I said, I don't want to just tell a story, not just talk about yeah. the craft side of it. I thought this very question. I thought – because I've been telling people stories all my life, but they always knew me. Even a little yeah. bit. And I realized, oh, the person who's going to read this That's isn't different. going to know me. And I thought, yeah. and I asked my, why would they want to read it if they don't know me? I, you, you know, and, I, and I came immediately to the learning, of course, and to the universal. But it's a tricky question because human beings are used to having people who love them or at least like them listen to their stories. Absolutely. Right. No, you know, it's wonderful to be able to get published, but that audience, you know, 99.5% of them have not met you before. They haven't read no. something of yours before. They're not some loyal fan, and they don't know your mom. So no. you need to give them something new. And, uh, you know, we're all readers, too, you and I especially. You know, being writers, yeah. we're avid readers, so I'm always looking for that. And when I sit down with a personal essay, that's my expectation. I expect to feel something and feel connected and go, wow, that was really interesting. Interesting that she had a grandfather like that. So did I. And you get this great right. moment out of it. Um, I really like that. Now, the personal essay, it's now today taking them to market. You kind of have different categories of personal essays, and I think that also, you know, we should probably talk about that a little bit. Where you sure. Well, so how do you break those down? 
Well, I've got, I kind of help writers get to market through three categories when it comes to personal essays. So you've got very literary personal essays, which, you know, are going to have, you know, all kinds of metaphor and they're going to sound a lot like fiction and they're going to have scene writing and they're often called creative nonfiction and all of those really sell into literary magazines very, very well. And then you've got this wonderful category of reported personal essays that kind of sound like journalism. And so a lot of writers and people with life experience can say, okay, this is my hobby. I want to tell you about it, but I also want to tell you how this hobby changed my life or how yoga changed my life or all these wonderful things. If you've got some research element, you can sell your essay as a reported essay, and it would be maybe HuffPo and Washington Post and um, Elephant Journal and all of these. But there is a gigantic piece of the pie that we didn't say out loud yet, um, which I call other essays. (laughs) That's just the name (laughs) of the category. Because if you've written something that is not very, very, very literary and it's not really reported, meaning you don't really have statistics and facts and map points that you're talking about, all of those other essays are the biggest, most beautiful, most publishable piece of this pie. And they're in almost every single magazine you can think of. Yeah, yeah. So there was I suspect that's that's kind of where I fall, I believe. Yeah, you do fall. I was looking at your... (laughs) Yeah, that's where I fall. So you definitely fall into other essay, and that gives you a chance to experiment with your voice in all kinds of ways and tell all kinds of stories. And sometimes the best personal essays just sound like a regular old day where I'm just talking about walking the dog, and by the end of it, I've told you how I really feel about my kids going off to college. You know, those are just appealing personal essays. One of my favorite examples I give my students, because sometimes they worry, like, my life's so boring, i got nothing to write about, blah, blah, blah. And so I tell them, like, one of the first pieces I published where I got paid good money to write something was in a magazine, a food magazine, but it was a personal essay at the end about me eating an oyster. And that's what it was about. I'm a picky eater who had to eat an oyster. And it was a profound moment to me at the time I ate it. It was a big deal, but it was still just me eating an oyster. I didn't throw up. You know, I wasn't allergic to it. There was no life in death. It was simply I had to eat this thing I didn't like. But to me, I knew it was meaningful. Great personal essay, right? But you got to, but you have to find the meaning. You absolutely, you have to find the meaning in the small. And personal essays are meant to be small bites. When you have our bigger ideas, like the car crash or the year I spent abroad, or you know something that's a big moment in your life, it kind of requires a full memoir. Those are very difficult yeah. moments in your life yeah. to dilute down to a personal essay and really give us enough to experience it and really feel it along with you. The little small yeah. chunks of everyday life are actually a lot better to choose for your personal essay topics. They're, they're easier to manage, and they turn out better in the end. You don't feel like you they rushed do. me through your life. Because really you're trying to get to the, to the learning, and you, know, you can Absolutely. learn in a very small moment. It doesn't take much to teach you. No. No, it's just that, no, that it, connection point. You know, it's that aha for the right. reader where they go, oh, I see, I see. And, and, and they feel, and I just love that moment. And short stories really offer that same idea in the fiction side of our brain. You know, yeah. you're a novelist yeah. too, and, and I work on novels, and the short story is very similar, you know, in relationship to the essays and the memoir. Um, but the short story is just a lot shorter but it's also truncated in the way that personal essays are, where it can't be your entire story arc. You can't have subplots. Yeah. You can't have a giant wandering story. It has to be a small, beautiful nugget of a moment, or it's too diluted. 
Yeah. You, you really need – one of the things I learned when I started writing personal essays, and they were short. A lot of them were 400 words or 350 words sometimes. Oh, yeah. Is pick one – It's got. let it be one thing. One thing. Now, sometimes through that one thing, I think of it like a keyhole. You can see the whole kind of universe. But you, 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 as an idea, like limit it. And the short story I felt is – and I think it's why I struggled with it because I was really t- wanting to write novels. I was trying to squeeze them into short stories. It just didn't work. But <laughs> a short story needs to be just one idea. One. It really has one, to be just one novels can have many, idea. many, many. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the other things with a short story, the pacing is completely different than our novel work. So for writers who are playing yeah. in both worlds, you kind of have to walk away from the novel, shake it off, get a sandwich, yeah. put your head in a different zone, because it's all about <laughs> yeah. this immediacy. At the end of yeah. your first paragraph in a short story, your reader's going to want to know, what's the conflict? What am I following? Why do I care? They the first paragraph, you think? Yes, you the think first it's the, You think by, wow. Oh, boy. Yes, in a short story, no absolutely. Screwing around. We need to hook them. No screwing around. And you really right. can with I, a short story. If you're really I think I agree. You know, making sure that you're telling a story. And we have to be great storytellers to really you know, condense things down that quickly. Um, our readers need to know what they're watching for. They want to know who to root for. They just want to know what does she want and is she going to get it. That's all they're looking yeah. for. And you know, that pulls us along. We're excited about it. Um, when you're looking at, I have to admit, I'm coming back to the personal essay. I'm sorry. I'm so interested sure. in it. But I'm going to return to it. Because you have clients, well, too. It sounds like should. you work with people. You teach, too. Is that right? I do. I teach online. I teach at different conferences around the country. And right. then I also work as a developmental editor. So I, you right. know, when writers have something and they're wondering whether or not it's ready to go out to a magazine editor, and they want somebody to look through it and say, am I ready? That's the kind of work yeah. that I do. And we sit down like you do for your book-length work and say, what's the narrative arc? And where's your teaching moment? And is this epiphany in the right place? And is, are you Excellent. ending on a resident note? And, and all of those things that we really have to nail uh, before things go out the door. In the world of shorts, there really isn't editing on the part of the person who's called an editor. They're really an acquiring person. So if your right. work isn't 100% ready, you'll get a no. They're just not going to take a story and say, wow, you got pretty close. Let's work on it together. Most editors you, do not have piece, to do that. I published a piece in the New York Times, and they got, and I sent it in to, to, um, to uh, uh, Modern Love, because I knew the guy, oh, and he was like, it's not yeah. right for them. It's not, he said, this isn't the right for them, but how about this other place? I said, sure. And, the one, and Modern Love is 1,500 words, and, her, and for this other place, it was 1,000. And I said, oh, geez, well. Ooh. I'll, I figured she want me to just rewrite. No, she she edited out the 500 words. I have to say, it was just wow. good. <laughs> so she, yo, she did serious editing. It was good. That All right, so here's my question to you when you're working with yes. these clients. And though this is maybe, maybe I don't know, when you're teaching at conferences, one of the things I did when I talk to people about telling personal narrative is that they have to reframe, they have to understand their past differently than perhaps they oh, did sure. they lived with it. Because you can't, what I tell them is you cannot, if you want to write about the past, you cannot judge it. Everything has to be okay. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they're right, my clients are writing about some very, very difficult things that happen. Sometimes it's small, but a yes. lot of times it's some really difficult. But in order to use it as material, and I'm sure you must have gone through this in your own life when you write your own personal oh, essays. absolutely. We have to, you know, you kind of have to reimagine your own life, when- don't you? Yeah, when it gets too touchy-feely, I don't want it to be an essay I fictionalize. And, and it, sometimes oh, that's a little easier on the heart when it's something difficult. It's a good yeah. way to step away a little bit from it. 
So, oh, so that so when you have a so when you have to decide for yourself, because it doesn't for me, it doesn't matter. I'm going to write out anything that happened to me. It's always going. I'm just going to keep it in first person. But for you, you kind of balance. If it feels too close to home, and I don't think I can distance myself from it, I'll fictionalize it. I'll put an avatar in yeah, there. Yeah, when I find it. myself, if I'm trying to write an essay, and I find myself moving over some of the more important facts or lying about something because I don't want to hurt somebody's feelings and I yeah, don't want yeah. my mom to read this and be upset and, you know, you start yeah. sort of diluting it, there's no reason for that. Then it's not true anymore. Uh, you can nope. fictionalize it and it, let it be true. Yeah, yeah, I think it's good advice. It's good advice, although, I, I, you know, the thing is, of course, when you write, even when you write pr- memoir, personal essay, yeah. you're still, in a way, you're fictionalizing it anyway because you have to leave out so much. It, oh, it's like its sure. own. I mean, it's all true, but if you were on the stand in a tr- in a, ju- a trial, you would have to say, "Well, no, I did leave out ninety percent of what actually happened because it wouldn't be exactly. a good story." And he didn't say that right? exactly, but he said something like that. You know, I find yeah, it interesting like too that. with essay writing. You know, you have to. You're already an insider in your own life, and you know, it's a skill to then reach beyond and say what parts are important so somebody else gets it because I know what it feels like. I can't just tell them what to feel. I have to decide which moments will help them yeah. get it, will we'll help them see who it is to be me. We're so on the, the inside of that story. We are way on the inside. I always say to my clients, something I had to learn, which is you can't. I always think there's a character on the name on the there's a character named Bill Canauer. He's the one on the page, and I'm the actual. We're different people because I'm not him mm-hmm. anymore, you know. And That's I a can't good way to distance yourself. I like that. Yeah, I have to because he has to be a character, not me. And the other big thing is, I can't agree with him. In other words, he's going to be like, this shouldn't be happening. I'm so upset. Yeah. How could she say that to me? I can't, I can't agree with him. And that's, that, if I'm agreeing yes, right. with him in any way, then I can't write the scene. And I'm used to agreeing with I him, like of course. Right? Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, it makes oh, total sense know. to me. You know, when you're in that moment, I love that you call it the flow. When you're really in the deep of yeah. it, that's when yeah. I think, you know, you start, you don't really understand why or how, but great things get scraped up and connections between oh, yeah. what we think we know about something and what we really do know about something happen on the page. And sometimes we're just stunned by it. And you say, wow, I, I didn't know Bill felt that way <laughs> until no, Bill, it's Bill true. wrote it down. It's well, you, stunning well, to me sometimes. Well, because we learn what we know by writing it. Really, we know we learn what we know by yes. by by putting it down and getting really specific instead of knowing it in the abstract. Um, Absolutely. If, I, I think that's true of every writer, whether they write fiction or nonfiction. Mm-hmm. For sure. You, you know, know, one of the things that is universal is that the story you can think about and the memoir you can think about and the essay idea you have up here in your mind and your conscience is one thing, but the act of yeah. writing it and putting it down on paper, it's always better. You cannot think yourself yes. to an amazing story. You have to do the work. You have to move your hand or your fingers or whatever it is. Storytelling body be one of the factors, and right. it's always better. Every single time it's better. You cannot yeah. just direct something. Your body has to step in there, too, and be the vessel, and, uh, and then you get to acknowledge what's on the page. I think we have to accept what comes out. It's something different, and, I, and I, one of the things I've, I've had to learn is that is – that, um, you know, you say, okay, I have this idea for, I also have ideas for like blogs or essays, I call them. I don't like the word blog, but they're really little essays. Yeah. And, yeah. but I can kind of picture them in my head. Okay, I can even think, oh, first paragraph, second paragraph. I can almost see it out like that. But the thing is, of course, yeah. I can't, 
memorize, I don't predict every word. And all it takes is one sentence that I didn't predict or even sometimes one phrase or even a, a word that I just had to find that suddenly changes the direction of the piece that I didn't know going in. And I, and I, I have to always remind myself, no matter how much I have thought about a piece before or, or I think I know exactly what I want to do with a piece, to leave room for the surprise because if that's what's exciting to me at that moment, I just have got to follow it regardless of what I thought I was doing. I love that surprise moment. It's my favorite you know? part of writing. Like yeah. that surprise oh, is always out there and we have to sort of get out of the way. When it comes, you feel how true it is and you're like, oh, that's what I, well, that's what I was really getting to. It was just a couple layers in, you know, a couple layers underneath the surface. That's fun, isn't it? Now, do you ever, do you ever have it's to, really so I do coaching one-on-one, but I'm really like a, I'm part like, I'm like a writing coach. So I, I would say like I, I help, like a tennis coach would help you with your swing. I try to help mm-hmm. people refine their, but I do a lot of like, I'm like a life coach too. So I do all the sort of emotional stuff that uh, comes with it. Do you, when you're working with clients, I have to teach them to be okay with the surprise, like expect it. Don't freak out. This is how it goes. Like this is oh, what I happens think that's when you part write. Of, that should be writer one-on-one training because uh, you know, I one agree. of the worst things we can do is stop that moment and say, no, 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 mm-hmm. no one will understand that. Or that's too dark or that's too weird or it doesn't belong here. It's like, that's the moment you've been waiting for. There's your gift for the day. Now figure out yeah. why it showed up and how it connects and, um, you know, I do a lot of discovery work. You know, someone will send me, um, you know, a pretty good draft. And, you know, then it's my job to sit down and say, was I able to walk away with the theme? Did I feel something? Where is that aha moment? Where's the turn of this piece? Is it in the right place? And is it big enough? And if it's missing, you know that writer shied away from it. But they aren't quite right. yet telling the entire story. That it's just, you know, they're hinting at something. And um, a reader doesn't need it to be vague. They need it to be honest. The more honest, right. the more they will actually feel it. And uh, so, it's, you know, a lot of that excavation, like here's where your hot spot was. Here's, here's the moment and the sentence that really felt true to me. And, and all those kinds of things you can then take back to your desk as a writer and say, okay, now I get it. Here's, she caught on that I was hiding from how I really feel about yeah. my father or whatever it was. So now I need to scrape down some more and, and you know, get some, get some more of the truth into this or fictionalize it if it's too painful or, you know, really take a look at what this yeah. thing is going to be. Um, and then I also work with writers and help them say, okay, this is the exact piece. Where does it fit in the market? You know, we've got over 2,000 literary magazines out there. We've got every consumer magazine. We've got, you know, all these online news outlets. And sometimes it's overwhelming to say, I love this piece. I know it's finished. My critique group said, you know, signed off on it and, and all those kinds <laughs> right. of things. But now what? What do I do with this? And there's specific all right, good. etiquette. I'm going to get free advice from you then. I'm going to yes, get free absolutely. advice from you because I have the yes. power to do that. Uh, so <laughs> I, I'm, so I, my next book that's going to go out, it's not going to be about writing. It's going to be about parenting. And I've, I've published a couple oh, things on parenting, but, I got an, it's, right. but I've got a kid that's on the spectrum, and so it's sort of about – how it affected my life. So it's a kind of a spiritual book, mm-hmm. but it involves being a parent. And so I've got one piece. Uh, I was going to send it one place they don't want. So I've got a new place. I've got to find it. So how, if you want, if you, what would you say to me if I was your client? Like, I've got this piece on parenting. I've got to write some others. I'm probably going to try and write others too while, yeah. I, while we're selling the piece. What would you say to find those markets for, for pieces about special needs and parenting and that sort of thing? 
Oh, what would you say to me? What you can do today, um, one of our best free online um, databases is at the Review Review. And the website is thereviewreview.net. I was an editor yeah. there for a couple of years, and uh, there's this wonderful submission engine on there. You can put in, I've written an essay, here's the links. Um, it can even go as far as topic on a couple of the different, um, you know, different search engines that I'm going to give you here. But it will just kick you out a list of all the magazines acquiring something that's in that field right that's now. That's awesome. My very, oh, it's awesome. My, okay, so here's, of course, Writer's Digest, since you and I, you know, we both right, work sure. with Writer's Digest and work with Writer's Digest and write with them. Writer's Digest market book that's put out every single year. There's an online version, but I really do like this big four-inch thick print version. It gives you uh-huh. every magazine acquiring from, you know, really a parenting topic. could be something in a nonfiction magazine, you know, something like a consumer magazine, maybe a parenting magazine, women's magazines. Right. But it could also cross over into literary magazines, um, regional magazines, You'll have all of these listings, and under the title of every single magazine, it'll tell you. We're looking for parenting stories that are between 715 and uh, right. you know maybe 2,000 words, and you can see which ones actually match yours. My very favorite right. and easiest, friendly, easy, easy, easy to use resource is Duotrope. If you're not already on there um, as a writer, it's something I'm to not. certainly check out. It's D-U-O-T-R-O-P-E dot com. It's a Duotrope. it's an online okay. sub, yeah Duotrope. It's an online submission manager. It actually costs five dollars a month. Um, they started charging maybe like six or seven years ago, and you know I think all of us just you know I'm like sure you can have my five dollars. It's an amazing right. resource. It has an even more sophisticated database that will go um, anything from nonfiction, fiction, book length work, poetry. Um, you can wow. put in what length. You can then specifically say, what is the audience? Is there an age to this audience? Is it parents? Is it women? Is it um, right. somebody over 50? Um, all of these kinds of things. And just basically press a go button. It will give you a list with hyperlinks to the submission guidelines for each of these magazines. So you can just very quickly say, okay, well, these 50 look appropriate for the essay I have on my desk. And especially with the kind of essay that you wrote, you're going to be overwhelmed with places to send it. There are yeah, probably, I would, think this is, yeah. I would say, 1,800 yeah. you could find if you wanted to tomorrow. And you're not going to send it to all 1,800. You don't need to. Right, right. <laughs> well, that is awesome. It's going to be very easy to sell. Uh, I, I actually think it would be. Uh, I just was, I'm kind of yeah. lazy about that. I tend, anyway, I've got my own things where I like to do and what I don't like to yeah. do. But I think I would like to get some more things out uh, in the sort well, of traditional markets. It matters now. so much to our writing career. It matters to us feeling like, hey, I got something done, and you know, I'm out there in the traditional publishing world, and it feels great to get an acceptance, but you really also are building an audience. Every time you well, have a new yeah. market, like, say, parenting, now you've got readership yeah. who say, oh, I think well, I would love to read Bill's next book. I, I published this piece in, the, in a local parenting thing here in Seattle, and I'll be giving a talk on Thursday because of it, because these people read it, and they said, we want you to come talk to our group. So I said, great. That's so fantastic. there's no doubt that one thing feeds the other, feeds the other. So, yes, it, it'll, I'm, all right, good, good, good advice. So what do you think Thank about you. reprinting that same piece? Now that you've sold it once, uh, if you get your rights back, one of the best things you can do, especially with a personal essay, is sell it again. Get back out there in the market. I'd never even thought of that. So back from the New York Times and, and sell it somewhere else? Oh, gosh. Do it. Do it. Your rights revert do back to you. 
Well, here's the easy way to do it. There's some etiquette behind it. You get your rights back, you know, unless you have something else written in your contract. Generally, you get your rights reverted back to you 120 days after the actual date of printing. But Ah. it's kind of out of etiquette to turn it around immediately, especially if it was in a big market like Washington Post or something like that. You've got an awful lot of exposure. You've got a one-year waiting period before you go and sell it again anywhere else you want to. Um, So if it was something where it was just in more of a regional area, like for the essay maybe that was only published in Seattle Publications, you can now send that to regional magazines all across the country, one at a time, one at a time. In your cover letter, you just say, hey, this was first printed in the Seattle whatever it was, and let them know it was a reprint. So you can sell it over and over. Once you're talking about second serial rights, do that, Bill. It's great. And you can still use that piece for maybe, you know, your own compilation again next. Sure. Oh, I like it. See, listeners, see the wisdom you get when you tune into this show? Aren't you lucky? <laughs> yes, you I love are. your show. Well, I'm so glad uh, to be here. Wendy, I'm so glad to have you on. Free advice or no, uh, I was just glad to have you on. But uh, it's almost time to go, but not quite, not quite, because I have one more question for you. You may be familiar with this Ask away. question. If you've, it is this Finish this sentence. If writing has taught you anything, it's taught you what? What has it taught you? Who I really am. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, a great think, answer. Uh, How did it teach you that? Well, I think it's part of that trust of finding that surprise moment that we were talking about. You're really, yeah. every time you find that surprise moment in your writing, especially when you're doing your essay writing and your memoir writing, you're learning about yourself, what you really think about, what you really care when you're not yeah. worried about who's going to listen, when you're not self-editing, when you're not talking <laughs> down to yourself. You're like, this is what's really important to me. I really yeah. think that, you know, environmental issues are important to me. If they come up right. three, four, or five times in your work, it turns out that matters to you. That's something yeah. that I've seen repeat for me. It's probably because, like, I'm from the Northwest, and there's a certain influence that comes with living there. Um, but that will yeah. always be a part of my writing. I will always have this environmental undertone where I'm sort of rooting for the underdog and hoping for the future. That's just something that I learned about myself deeper through my own writing. That's great. I agree 100%, Wendy. It taught me who I am as well. <laughs> well, thank you so much. So the book that we've been talking about, I'm going to read the whole title. It's called Writing and Selling Short Stories and Personal Essays, The Essential Guide to Getting Your Work Published by Wendy Lynn Harris. It's out from Writer's Digest Books. You can get it online. You can get it at bookstores. Anywhere you Probably anywhere books are sold. Uh, I, but, and if they can find you at, is it just, is it just Wendy Lynn Harris? What's your, what's your website? Um, you can find me at WendyLynnHarris.com. I've got some All events right. coming up. I've got you know, some information about that developmental editing coming up and uh, right. some, some other fun stuff. Great. Well, Wendy, thank you so much uh, for coming on the show, and uh, I hope we get to meet at the Writers' Digest Conference next year. That would be fantastic, listeners. Please come see us. We're, we're both you know, right. hoping that we'll be there in August, and, and we would love to meet you, and uh, it would be great. So for anybody listening out there who's got more questions, send me an email. I'd be glad to chat. Oh, hear that? Send it to her, people. It'll be worth it. Wendy, thank you very much. Thanks for having me, Bill. Have a great day. You bet. Oh, that was good. Next week, I'm going to be back with, his name is Martin Moran. I think that's how it's pronounced. I'm sorry if it's not. I'm sure it's not Moran. Moran. Martin Moran. Until then, 
Go write some and find out who you are. I'll bet you like what you discover. It's always good. Yes, it is.